Hello and welcome to this live conversation inside the Admin Bar community. Today we are going to be talking with Dave Foy and trying to learn what all the hype about Webflow is really all about. And trust me, Dave knows a thing or two on this topic. He was once the king of Elementor, but Dave has completely left our beloved WordPress for a new home in Webflow and has a new course out aptly titled From WordPress to Webflow that can show you how to do it too. But there's a lot of pushback on this topic and we're wondering, is Webflow really that great? Is it worth leaving an open source platform to go into something that's more like Wix or Squarespace? So today we're gonna to ask those questions and a whole lot more. But before we say hi to Dave, I do wanna mention that if you're catching this on a replay, I wanna make sure you're a part of our community. You can join by going to the adminbar.com forward slash group. And that way you can catch all these calls live and join in on the Q and A that we'll be having towards the end of this call. All right, with all that out of the way, take two done. Uh, Hello and good uh, evening to you, Mr. Foy. How are you doing today? Hey there. I'm great. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, um, as I was saying before we started, I'm currently in between houses. So I'm working in town in an office and it's a 12 story office block. I don't know. There are probably like hundreds of offices. I have no clue. And it's 6 p.m. on a Friday evening in the UK. And I think I am literally the only guy in the entire 12 stories. <laughs> Then you can be as loud. But I've got as the place you. to myself. You can you can scream to the hills about Webflow now. So that's perfect. yeah. We'll go for it. I don't care. I can yeah. Let's get naked. Yeah, right. No, let's not. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. Let's know. Okay, we'll pass on that. All right, so let's just start this out at the beginning. You have been uh, an advocate for mm. WordPress and for Elementor in particular. I got a couple. Uh, degrees on my wall from Foy University uh, going through courses that really focused on Elementor. So I want to know, I, I can probably guess, and I've heard you say this, but for everybody, what were the frustrations you had that made you say, okay, I really have to find something different? Yeah, I am, as you know, I've had a very kind of vested interest in, in th that combination of tools in WordPress and Elementor. You know, I've been teaching it for kind of four years, several courses, uh, and I don't say this to brag, but I have a multiple six figures a year business teaching a particular platform that I'm known for. So I'm just saying that just to, just to kind of stress that it was not a, a light decision, you know, and I know that several of my, my audience, one guy called it, you know, career suicide. <laughs> it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, to make you feel good. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's water off a duck's back really. But um. Yeah, people who know me realize that I don't do it. I'm not doing any of this for the money. It's for the love of helping people. I chose WordPress. And well, I've been I've been using WordPress since 2007, um, and uh, particularly the, the this particular combination of WordPress and Elementor since since 2016. And I chose it because, well, one because I'd seen designers, uh, non-coders that I was working with as a as a as a web designer. Uh, uh, struggling with 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 needing developers to create landing pages and and campaigns and, and full websites, and so that particular combination of tools was just eye opening for me because suddenly I was not as the developer I wasn't the bottleneck anymore. You know they could create these 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 key pages in in a few hours, which was which was awesome. It changed the game for for, for everyone. Um, also, when I started teaching these particular tools, I wanted to help non-coders. I wanted to help non-coder designers, particularly, uh, just empower people to to be able to make websites. Like as a hand coder, I'd been able to do for you know the past 
20 years or something. Um, so I, I chose that particular combination of tools because it was just awesome, you know? Uh, so, and for quite a long time, it was, it was great. The problem I got to was probably about sometime in 2020. It, it, was, a, it was a growing issue, you know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Uh, but I got to thinking at some point, Dave, would you really now recommend this combination of tools for this particular audience with this particular uh, need? And the answer started to become, no, I'm not entirely sure that I would. You know, if, if I'm honest, I've got a great business teaching people this, this combination of tools, which quite frankly breaks quite often, needs a lot of updates. There are lots and lots and lots of moving parts. Um, people really want to pay somebody, in, in my case, to help them figure out a lot of this stuff. So, you know, it's a perfect, perfect business model in a way. But what, what got me, it was drip, 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 right? So I'm not talking about um, none of these in isolation were a particularly a problem, but really these things go for me and my students. So bear in mind, I'm hearing this hundreds of times, you know, over the course of a year, but constant plugin updates, you know, constantly stuff breaking probably because of those plugin updates, you know, the, 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 the kind of, you know, for fuck's sake, you know, what, what now, <laughs> what, what's happened now? It started to feel very much like, you know, like a house of cards, very much uh, sort of teetering and any, at any moment, the whole thing could kind of fall down way too much, sort of fiddly tech setup and constant change. Uh, I personally, and I know that a lot of the people that I teach, you know, they just, they just want to make websites. They just want to grow their own business. They want to grow their clients' businesses. And they just want to be able to get on with the job without the, all the other layers of stuff that, that goes on behind the scenes. Now, I mean, some people love fiddling with tech, right? I am actually one of them. I mean, I quite, I quite enjoy fixing stuff and testing new things and testing new plugins. But as a profitable business uh, strategy, it, it's, it's got holes in it sometimes, you know. Um, I started to get a little bit fed up with not really. Now, this, this, is, this is more of an elemental thing because I, I know that Oxygen solves this issue and Oxygen and Webflow have got many, many similarities um, but I got a bit fed up with there not being any actual global control of styles. So the fact that no matter how many times Elementor added more and more and more and more global styling settings, it's never enough, you know, because you and I have talked about this a few times now, you know, you get to a point where there are elements on the page that are just completely non-standard. Yeah, it might be, I don't know, an H2 heading, for example, but it's just not your standard H2 heading. It's completely different. And you want to just have completely global control over that very special, unique little thing that appears all over the site. So still that thing of no matter how much control you were given, you still got to hack a lot of stuff in order to make things work. Things like multiple tools, meaning that there are just constantly multiple places to set things yeah you've got to and it's it, it, it's certainly for a lot of my students it was like what 
where do I actually set the styles for that thing? I don't even know where it's coming from. You know, when you add in things like, um, and John Frascos's excellent style kits plugin, for example. Uh, but again, that adds yet another layer of stuff that you've got to figure out, like how does, how does this work? Many, many hosting woes, setting up hosting, issues with clients struggling with the interface and having to jump through quite a lot of hoops sometimes to make the interface friendly for clients so they can go in and just get the whatever they want they want done. Um, so yeah, a whole load of drip, drip, drip stuff. The, the, the big thing that made me think, right, I've had enough, <laughs> was when I started to uh, build a brand new site for myself there's a brand new project. Um, I think it was davefoy.com, actually. I was starting to, to figure that out. So I installed WordPress. I installed all my usual stuff that comes with my sort of starter site. And uh, once again, Elementor was broken. I, the global colors didn't work. There was something else as well. There were a few little things. And it was a thing that people had recommended Webflow to me countless times. I lost count over many, many years. You know, And I just said, check it out probably and then just didn't just you know probably because of vested interests if I'm perfectly honest I um it was that thing that made me think I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna check this out and uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad I did yeah I'm, I'm kind of glad you did too as uh, I'll, I'll mm. be clear I am a recent graduate of Dave's new uh Webflow course uh and it's fantastic and we'll talk about that a little bit but um, so did you look at other platforms w when you kind of decided you were fed up with uh, your current Elementor setup? Did you look at other platforms besides just Webflow or is that the first place you went and you landed there? Yeah, it's the first place I went. There. Actually, no, I did. Um, I, I think I did for the purposes of research. I don't know whether I even... Wix had just come out, I think, with the first little uh, looks at the Editor X mm -hmm. thing. I thought, I'll have a quick look. It was a quick look. A real quick look. Really quick. Yeah, it was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, no, I went straight to Webflow. I'd had it I'd had it recommended so many times by, by, by people that I know really well who had just gone there and just never looked back. And, you know, people that I trust as well. So it was that, it was, it was that that made me think it's got to be, it's got to be worthwhile. Now, as a... As uh, somebody who learned to build websites hand coding from scratch, um, Webflow, not that you need to know how to hand code from scratch with Webflow, far from it. But I think especially for me, the, 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 the mode of operation, the way it works, just suddenly made complete sense, absolute complete sense. It was like, it was like this is the answer. <laughs> This is what I've been looking for. We, we have had people asking like, how much code do you need to know? And, and those kinds of things. Mm. I don't think you, you definitely don't need to know how to sit down and code out all your HTML and CSS. But I will say, if you have a pretty decent understanding of how those things work, uh, you're going to be a lot better off in a system like Webflow because you're a lot closer to it. Uh, I mean, the, the, the interface handles writing it all for you, but you have to understand uh, what classes are and what a div is and those kinds of things for you to be able to go in there and, and make perfect sense of it. So I'll, yeah, I, I've go ahead. You go. Sorry. You go. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to ask, so, so when you got in there, uh, to, to Webflow, I know you said you had a couple of false starts with it. What was it ultimately about Webflow that made you realize 
yes, I'm going all in on this. What were, what were some of those things that just clicked for you? Yeah. One of, well, one of them was, was global styling the, the, the beautiful way that it, you know, you're not going to a separate control panel, a separate aspect of the tool in order to set those things. I just really, really, really loved the way that I could just click on. I could, well, the way that it gave me the, so what rewind. So what I always tell people to do, um, and all, and it's just, I think it's good, just best practice with web design anyway, is whenever you're adding anything to a page, whenever you're building any page, any let's, let's take a section of a page, is add the content first, right? It's fairly basic really, but I think a lot of page builder tools um, often don't allow you to do that. Certainly with certain widgets, mm. certain widgets that have got sort of certain pre-built layouts already, you know, you're kind of stuck with the layout from the, from, the, from the design view to start with, but I always tell people, add the content first with the correct hierarchy, the correct heading levels, you know, choose the correct elements so that if we remove the styling, it reads perfectly like, like a document in the right order. So the fact that I could add that as I was kind of used to working in back in the old days, if I, in the old days, if I wanted to make anything, only literally anything, I could just do it. You know, there wasn't, I didn't have constraints of somebody telling me, well, that widget doesn't do that. I'm sorry, you know. You're gonna to have to find a third-party plugin. Uh, I could, I could do it myself. Now, of course, that's great if you know how to code. Um, but I just love the fact with this that without having to know how to code, um, you just put that content on the page, and then style it literally however you like. So it's just that that flexibility to have that global styling across the site for me was really the first big big thing. That made me think this is this is awesome yeah for, um, for people who haven't used webflow yet uh to give you a sense of kind of what he's talking about in here too is basically everything you put on the page to style it you're basically you're, you're not necessarily styling that element you're styling a class for that element that you can reuse yeah. everywhere and that's why you know he's talking about things being so much more global and all that because you're 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 using the interface to write classes for things. So whatever choices you make on color and style and typography and all those things in the background, Webflow is creating a class for that, that then you can reuse on the site wherever you'd like. So uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a huge change. And it's very similar, like you said, to kind of how Oxygen looks at it too. Yeah, definitely. And from there, it was also just realizing things like, I, I really, from there, I guess I really, the next thing would be really appreciating the fact that it's created by one company you know so it's a unified ui that is uh, so easy to use everything for the project is it within like a one click reach like literally everything so the speed of being able to develop in webflow was i don't know whether it's just a perceived speed you know we're probably only talking about maybe a few seconds here and there you know but it adds up so yeah, this, this, the speed of working in the platform was, was the next thing. And then just realizing just things like, like, holy shit, this CMS is awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I'd, I think I might have expected that there would have been quite, I don't know, quite a few limitations or it would have been quite a light brochure type site building um, thing. But <laughs> the CMS is just incredible anything that you can do in WordPress with, I don't know, you know, custom post types, custom fields and conditions and all kinds of things. 
I've, I've granted, I'm not building like really complicated sites in Webflow, but as far as the CMS and dynamic content goes, I haven't found anything yet that I haven't been able to do. Um, so yeah, they, they were the they, they were the main things definitely. Uh, what what was the problem was the the well the, the learning curve I suppose was was one of the first things, and because um, it's very different to to WordPress, very very completely different approach. Um, but I think also because it is so open ended and you can do what you like, you can easily make yourself a whole massive mess. So I ended up building like the whole, almost the whole website and then thinking, oh God, this is, I, I, I just haven't, haven't thought of this. I haven't thought this through, you know, I haven't thought of just like some, some basic rules. So I think that's, I think that's what you need when you go through to Webflow is you need to spend a bit of time just coming up with some basic rules, get some basic typography in place. It's standard web design practice right. really it's but the same thing you would do if you were hand coding it for sure you should do yeah. yeah now you probably should do this if you're using any page builder in wordpress as well is spend a bit of time setting your global styles your global typography your you know the the sort of the standard consistency um it's like that in webflow but it's so easy to just slap a class on anything style it however you like and maybe find that you've you know m- maybe without realizing it, you've been effectively creating the same style, but creating it with, with separate classes and different sure. names over and over and over and over again without without realizing it. So um, it needs a little bit, I would say it needs a little bit more, in the, in, the, in the early stages, it needs a little bit more of keeping your wits about you. I think that's probably the best way sure. of putting it. And I think yeah. we do a lot of those things wrong in the WordPress page builders too. I mean, you know, Elementor's come back and said, well, the reason your performance sucks is because you're using Elementor wrong and you shouldn't use two <laughs> columns. You should. So they've come up with all these excuses of why it doesn't perform well and, and would contradict how the interface works. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah. Let's, I, I, let's not go there. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're not watching. <laughs> they're not a fan. Um, no. So a couple of the points you already made really line up with some of the objections that have been brought up by myself, by tons of people in the group and already in this chat right now. Um, so I would like to go through some of these things. There's a couple really big ones that I think stop people from even considering it. Um, mm-hmm. and it, so I guess let's start there. So, um, I didn't come to WordPress because it was open source. Uh, but, I kind of fell in love with the open source idea because I got into WordPress. And I think a lot of people have a really, really hard time leaving something that they feel they own and control uh, mm-hmm. to going to something where they feel like they're renting it. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's a tricky one, really. I think uh, I think a lot of people uh, j- jump onto open source tools because, or for the wrong reasons, because they think that open source means free. Mm-hmm. Now, open source doesn't mean it means it is free to, 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 to change and adapt and use how you want. But, um, what I'm, what I think my, my kind of feelings of it is that ultimately, or regardless of the philosophy behind the tools, I want the tool set that I've chosen to just work. And so my, I think if I can just rewind on this slightly, because I think there's, there's, a, there's a kind of a much kind of bigger point, which 
covers this and probably quite a few other like roadblocks that people have is that no tool is perfect and right for everyone. I mean, it's, it's so obvious that I feel a bit silly even saying it really, because it's, but, but I think it's something that people, some, some people do sometimes forget that there will be like, you know, the perfect tool for, for everyone. Now, every single tool, I mean, I'm not talking about web design tools. I'm talking about literally every single tool. I'm thinking about the monitor that I'm currently looking at you on, you know, the, the microphone that I'm speaking into, the, the car I, I drive. I mean, literally everything is the, the, peop the people who create these tools uh, choose trade-offs and compromises. They've, they've got to. So um, those like trade-offs and compromise, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, like the PC versus Mac. I'm a PC, I'm a Mac kind of ads back in the day. Uh, where, you know, it's kind of like you, you sort of take your choice, really. So, like, WordPress is, like, for, for the positives, and there are massive positives. I am not down on WordPress, right? Let me just say, I'll get that on a T-shirt. For the record. I am, not, I am not down on WordPress. WordPress is incredible. And the fact that it is open source and all the benefits that come with open source, the fact that if it is really important to you to... Just know that you have absolute, complete control. Well, I put that in quotes, but, you know, more control than, 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 than certainly the Webflow anyway, <laughs> over a lot of different aspects of every single aspect of the entire process of building websites. For whatever reason, then absolutely WordPress is the tool for you, right? That's, that's just, there's no question. That, that, that's the pros of that, but the, obviously the trade-off of that and the you know the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of plugins uh, is that very thing that you now have to maintain and deal with all these individual separate developers all building for a platform. You know it's it's going to end in tears sometimes, right? I mean, you know, it's going to end in tears eventually. <laughs> it's going to. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's going to definitely. Now, if if the if the aforementioned stuff I've just been talking about as the positives are really important to you, then you accept that trade-off, you know? And so for me, with the, the open source thing and the owning stuff, by the way, with the Webflow site, you, you own the site, you own the content, you own the code. You know, it's not like, it's not like you're building something that you don't actually own in terms of being, and you can take it wherever you like, you can export the code, you can export your posts, you can... You, you know, you're not you're not tied into the platform as such at all. But there is a distinction, definitely. Um, now, for me, the trade-off with the Webflow thing, personally, for my needs, was was worth it. That that balance tipped the right way for me. In that, yeah, I am actually letting them handle the hosting, the page speed, the caching, like loads of stuff. You know, I I am I am just saying to them, yeah, I'll just 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 let you 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 deal with it all, and I understand the risks involved in that, but for me that the trade off is, like I have never logged into into Webflow, right? With that, you know that kind of fingers like this, and you're like, <laughs> what's gonna what's That's gonna what's I gonna greet me? All on my plugins. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I know you should be staging those updates and testing them beforehand and all that kind of thing. I know. 
But um, I've never opened Webflow and thought, oh, what is gonna, what's gonna greet me? What's gonna have broken? Like literally nothing at all. It's like, I, I, I keep saying it, I got my web design mojo back, you know, using it. Um, and I did because of because of that. So that trade-off was worth it for me. Well, I think too, you know, uh, I struggle with this a bit too, even though I'm not like getting into the inner code inside of WordPress and hacking things out. Like I need to own it to be able to do that. Um, but it yeah. does it does feel weird to me moving from something like WordPress where I could do all those things to a place where I couldn't. Uh, but honestly, when I think about it, all the plugins I'm using on my site kind of lock me into some of those systems anyway. So recently I got off of Elementor and rebuilt my site with generate, uh, generate press and generate blocks. Um, yeah. and to do that, it wasn't like I was free to do that, but I still had to rebuild everything. So mm -hmm. even though it was open source and all those kinds of things, it didn't change the, the outcome that I still had to rebuild the entire site to get it off of one system and onto another. So I don't know that yeah. there's, there's as much there. I do have a, a few things we've, we've gone 30 minutes already. So I want to make sure we get to a few mm. of these other things. Um, I think another one of people's big hangups is, uh, and this one's a little hairy is care plans. So uh, mm. a lot of us make money off of the fact that WordPress breaks a lot, which is a weird thing. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know ethically to say that uh, because your website is going to break a lot, I can make more money off of that. And if I move to Webflow and it doesn't break, where does my money come from? That mm. feels a little strange, but it's definitely a legitimate concern. A big part of my mm. income every month is off of care plan. So if you move to Webflow and you're running an agency, are you throwing away care plans? I don't think so, actually, because uh, the, the way that I, I could talk for a long time about the, the whole issue of um, you 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 beautifully put this actually in a, in a post previous post in the group about how um, all things being equal and you can build websites you could build the website in WordPress and you could build a website in Webflow and both of them will be equally acceptable and, and appropriate but you would choose if you would choose WordPress because it breaks and people you, the client has to basically not that it breaks it's tendency to sometimes break at least and needs constant updating um yeah it, it it's always felt a little bit off to me but i am certainly not judging at all i mean i mean that sincerely i am not, i'm not i'm not judging whatsoever the way that i see this is that I, it, the clients care about nothing else apart from the result right that's all they care about they don't care about how much time something's taken you. They don't care what hoops you've had to jump through. They don't care. I talk about this quite often when people ask me, should I build, this is, I won't, this is a, a tangent, I'm not gonna go down, but should I build my online course um, platform in a WordPress LMS or should I just use something like Thinkific or Podia? And you know, especially with clients, it's like, how can I justify charging the client X thousands of dollars for building them an online course platform for their 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 their, their, their offerings, um, if I've just used a, a third party platform that kind of does it all for me, and my my response is the same as with care plans, the client doesn't care, doesn't care about well if the client does care about itemized every hour that you've put in, then I think you know just find find another client really, um, if you've delivered 
by a, a, an online course platform that you believe is, is absolutely the best solution for their needs with all your years of experience and research that have led up to it, then our clients, clients delighted. I think it's the same with care plans, really. I actually believe that what clients are buying, and I'm talking about the maintenance and fixing and updating aspect of care plans, right? I'm not talking about lots and lots of other aspects of recurring revenue and recurring services that you could provide, which, which could provide huge return on investment for clients. But just specifically that bit, what clients are paying for with a care plan is the peace of mind. Their website will be live and rock solid and will just be working and, and will be up to date. So I can't really see why you can't charge a client as part of your like hosting fees or ongoing fees. You can't charge your clients just the same amount anyway. You could. Yeah. I just don't understand the difference is I'm charging my clients for all those updates and all those kinds of things, but they don't actually know what any of that is. You know what I mean? Mm. So if I was doing it or wasn't doing that, they honestly wouldn't know a difference. So yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a point to be made there. And I think there's also, uh, you know, the content update side of things, making sure things are working properly, or if there's, you know, changes in the world that affect a website that those things are handled. I think there's a lot of things besides the crutch of I need to press update on a plugin or I need to make sure a backup Absolutely. has gone through. I think there's more to it than that. Um, I do want to get through a couple more of these. Let's we'll, we'll try to do them lightning round so we can get to Q and A's. Yeah. Um, so two big things are, we'll try to, we'll try to knock out three. We'll make the biggest one first and we'll try to jet through the other two. Come on. What about more Ready. complex sites, e-commerce membership, custom post types, things like that. Yeah, well, the custom post type stuff is, is is just all, it's unbelievably all included within Webflow, right? So all that side of things, dynamic content, no problem at all. I think if you wanted to produce a, like a, a really complex, dynamic, database-driven site, Webflow is fine. They are bringing in um, specific membership functionality in the fall sometime, I think they said, October, November, we're on October now. Um, there may be some things... And there's an e-commerce as well. There may be some things that you have to use a third-party service for. Now, some of those things are things that I personally would always have used a third-party service for anyway. And I will avoid getting on my high horse about it, but WordPress is still essentially, a it has essentially a blogging database, a blogging platform database, which is a pretty simple database structure. It is not designed for e-commerce and the complexities of, 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 of e-commerce and memberships and everything else. So I personally think a lot of the time it's actually a better solution to use a platform that is built for that job. Right. So, I mean, that's a, that's a very short answer for a, a, a big topic, but, yeah. um, so there are some things that, yeah, I think you probably have to use a third party service for and integrate it with Zapier or the Webflow API, both of which are just, incredible you know you can do what you like with those really all right um, what about uh performance we, we did have well, somebody in the chat say they like or maybe it was in a post earlier say that they ran a bunch of web uh web flow sites through like performance checkers and they didn't score well of course that's a, a small sample mm. size but what have you found as far as performance well i mean i've i've no problems with it whatsoever i the fact that i don't have to touch a single thing for performance apart from keeping an eye on like the basics of image sizes and things like that. Um, but 
the 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 the, the page speed stuff that's built in is I've had no problems. I mean, I ran the the web the little website that we're building the course. Um, I ran a I ran a page speed test on the on the WordPress and Elementor version of it, which the, the course takes you through migrating to, to to Webflow and rebuilding. And um, can't remember the exact things, but it was a big fat F on the on the on the WordPress one. Granted, it didn't have loads of page speed stuff implemented on it, but right. the point I was making in the course is like, why should you have to? Um, when you've got a tool which got, I think it was like a 98%, it was green, A for everything. I've personally not had any problems with it at all. But and that's um, without having to add caching and performance plugins and then deal with kind of the headaches that go along with that too. So yeah, if I start trade off. If I it's a trade-off, yeah. If I start a new project, I go into my Webflow dashboard, create a new project, hosting is is done, everything's done. I've got a staging server. Uh, if I pay for the actual um, hosting part of it as well. I can publish to a live domain, literally just one click in the um, in the little toolbar at the top. So yeah, it's a trade-off, but it's been lightning fast for me. All right. And uh, a really apt question for t today would be uh, accessibility. So uh, how have you found the accessibility options inside of Webflow? I am not an, an, an accessibility web uh, expert, although from the very earliest days of building websites, well, not the very earliest, because it was my first web website I built in Microsoft front page, front page 98. Uh, oh my word, I'm so old. You are. But from, <laughs> from about 2002-ish, uh, accessibility was a really, really big thing with like web standards and that whole movement away from uh, coding websites with tables and things. So um, from what I can gather, well, the first thing is, is that there is actually a, a, a page on Webflow's site. I think it's webflow.com slash accessibility, where they go into all of this that they're doing now and stuff that they've got on the roadmap as well. You control the content elements and hierarchy that you add to the site, right? So that includes all the HTML5 tags like header and footer and main and article and uh, forgotten some of them, but, that, you know, so you control the order of them and the semantic meaning of those elements yourself. Webflow outputs the cleanest, most semantic code that is, is, is possible. It is literally nothing apart from what you drag and drop onto the canvas um, and, and add. Things like typography, you choose and set the, the, the sort of the method, the method for, for type size, and that goes for sort of spacing like margins and paddings as well. Um, you know that I'm a big fan of using REM measurements, which are um, in, you know, perfectly accessible, incredibly accessible, I would say. There's a color contrast tool, checking tool built into Webflow. So whenever you choose handy. a color, super handy. Yeah, it's just there. It tells you straight away. Um, and there's an embarrassing moment during the course when I'm going to click on the thing for the chosen color for accents, and it's an eh, eh. <laughs> like, oh no. But it tells you right there, and it and it show it shows you the grade in it, and you can move it around, and that that changes. You can preview the site as it appears for visually impaired visitors, uh, for all kinds of different visual impairments and like color blindness and various other things as well. It's got a new, well, relatively new audit tool built in, which will flag up things like missing alt text uh, when you've got like lots sort of non-descriptive link content, um, if you've skipped a heading level and things like that. It's got within the code, 
And I know this because I checked this the other day. It's got like the ARIA controls on things like navigation menus and stuff, which I read conflicting advice about whether that is useful for screen readers or not, but it's there. And you can also choose finely controlled things, you know, like custom attributes on elements. Uh, you can set custom things like custom focus states. Um, there's, I'm not an expert, as I say, I must stress that. So I'm sure an accessibility, accessibility expert trying to get a AAA uh, rating might find fault, but um, it's pretty good. I mean, it sounds like a lot more built into the system already than there would be in any page builder or anything we're using in, in WordPress. So mm. I will say, um, I started looking at Webflow before you made a course on it for sure. And, and mm. what I found was super amazing is Webflow has the best training I've ever seen on any platform ever. And there's a mountain of it. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's super useful. Mm. It's right to the point. It is literally the, some of the best training, especially training done by the company that I've ever seen that will get you up to speed on what buttons to press, how to use the tools, how to, how to do all these things. And I, I think you agree that that that's the case. So what prompted you to say, okay, this company, uh, this, this platform is doing an amazing job on training. I'm going to make a course about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had, you know, this already, I had zero intentions of making a Webflow course. I, I didn't set off to make one at all. And my intentions at the, at the time last year that this came about were for a completely different project, which I'm trying to get to still. But um, yeah, I, the, the, the training is brilliant. And you know, you were asking me earlier about what was it about Webflow that tipped me over the edge to think this is the one. That was another thing, actually. Like this company have clearly put so much effort and energy and time and money into this incredible education. Um, and it got me so far, actually. Got me really far. But I found that um, it got me so far as to actually understand what buttons to press, what different elements of the interface did, even so far as being able to build a, a, a fantastic website. It's great. It's absolutely brilliant. And if you want to learn Webflow, um, anybody who's watching, get yourself over to the Webflow University because it is it is brilliant. It's just don't just don't be drinking a hot drink at the time because you will spit it out all over the place because it is hilarious. Um, but what I found, it was just missing like a workflow. You know, I was saying before about how because Webflow is so open-ended, you can do what you like, you can make yourself a royal mess. And all the way through that training, there's, I think it's because partly it's not their remit. It's, it's part education, but it's kind of part marketing mm -hmm. as well. You know, it's a marketing site. What Partly what it's about is people look at watching those videos and going, whoa, dude, <laughs> that is slick. You know, so it's quite fast paced. There's a lot of, let's just drag something onto the canvas. Let's just whack something in there. Let's just add like some random font size or some, some random margin. Great for seeing where to add the, you know, where to increase the typography, where to add the margins. But there is literally no workflow whatsoever. And so I found myself, um, and I like a system. I mean, you know, you know me by now. I love a system. I love a set of rules to follow partly because I'm a nerd, but also because it frees you up. Um, like any system, like design systems or anything else, it frees you up from having to think about it again, which means that you can develop websites faster, 
and get stuff out the door, you know, having to constantly kind of reinventing the wheel. Um, and it's easier for future maintenance as well if you've just got a workflow and a system that's built in. And so I actually, first off, scrapped my original version of my new site that I'd built once in the tool and thought, right, I'm going to rewind and I'm actually going to create a framework for this. And uh, it's a fancy, fancy name for uh, just a Webflow project that I created. But I thought, let's, let's really take some time. There are Webflow frameworks out there already, actually. There's I think probably the, the one that springs to mind is Systemflow, uh, which is a paid thing, a few, few hundred bucks. It's pretty good. It's got it's lots of well-documented elements and all kinds of things in there. I just didn't like it for a few reasons, really. One of them is because the way that, I won't go off on a tangent, but one of them was the way that they handled font sizing and it wasn't particularly accessible, I didn't think. Um, so, and it was a bit, it was a bit overblown as well. It was like, it was everything. And I wanted something simpler that didn't, wasn't going to dictate to me too much in a project. It was just the basics covered well. So I built that framework myself, you know, did a ton of research, which I bugged you about as well in terms of typography and sizing and uh, all sorts. I drove myself insane, if I'm honest with it, but um, it was really worth it because I'd just come up with this system of like classes and little helpers and utilities and everything else. And then um, I've improved it massively since. So actually the current site that's live on my domain, uh, the framework's completely changed since I built that. But um, yeah, I built, I basically built it for myself and supposed to be working on a completely different project, but thought I am just too excited to share this with everybody because I just know now I could show this to people and they would be off you know they could just build websites like really fast and especially especially non-designers I'm always aware of how like my students um don't necessarily know exactly like why certain font sizes should be or how what makes like a great layout they'll kind of guess at padding and they'll, they'll guess at proportions and alignment my, my thought was, well, let's take away all that decision-making and just create a system that people can use. And then I decided, I'll, I'll let's let's teach it. So I'll make a quick course that's going to take me... A year. <laughs> four to five, it's about five months, wasn't it? Four or five months or something. It was a little while. It was longer yeah, than you expected. Me, took me a while. But to be fair, yeah. it's not because Dave's slow. It's because Dave's a perfectionist. Uh, so, so why don't you tell us here? Uh, I do want to leave us a little bit of time for Q and a, um, yeah. I, I spilled the beans and put out a link this morning for your course. And I don't think I was supposed to do that until Monday. Um, but Dave said, well, too late now I'll, uh, I'll hurt you later, but go ahead and leave it out. So I've just put it on the screen here, but <sighs> if you're just listening to this, it's the adminbar.com forward slash WP, the number two. WF, like WordPress to Webflow, which is the name of the course. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what people get if they sign up for that course? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, um, well, it's a, kind of a video-based course. There are seven modules. Uh, it's a probably in running total, it's in total about eight hours long. Although every video, I don't think that, there are probably two videos that are longer than 10 minutes, right? So it's the kind of thing that you can dip in. And if you've got 10 minutes a day, you could chip in, do 10 minutes, and then 
move on with your life. Or you can get the so, entire thing done in two days as, as I did. Yeah. Yeah. You can just not sleep and just inject caffeine and things and yeah, just, just blast through it. That was, Kyle, that was amazing. Actually. That's all I did because for you, two days. You not only blasted through it, but you actually did the work as well. Yeah, Cause yeah. it's, it's the kind of course that I'm, I'm, I'm setting like assignments and little tasks and things to get you thinking and things to get you to, uh, to, 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 to extend what you've learned. It's not just, just watch me kind of, kind of thing, but, uh, yeah, it takes people. I decided in the end, one of the reasons that the course took me longer than expected to make was because, um, I'd originally thought, let's assume a baseline that I can send people to the Webflow university to learn the basics. And then they can come to my site, my site, my course to just learn the framework and the workflow and the methodology, which is just going to save a lot of time. And I realized that that's just like the, the bar, the bar was too high for most people coming from WordPress because you know, most people would be like, now forget it. So I started from scratch. So the whole thing um, is actually a case study building, well, rebuilding a, a previously built WordPress and Elementor course, which uh, site, sorry, which I built, which we built in no stress WordPress, my previous uh, course. And it's rebuilding that from scratch all the way and learning everything basically about Webflow. But I'm particularly at every step of the way, mindful and conscious of teaching specifically my framework and my kind of way of thinking and my way of making decisions about stuff all the way from the very first, let's add the first section, <laughs> you know, let's add the first page. There's kind of the, the, there's my kind of workflow and thinking behind it. So it goes all the way from literally through setting up a, a Webflow project, getting a, getting a, uh, an account, setting up the project and working through building this. It's mostly a one page site. Uh, so all of this gradually builds up all the way through sort of the, the, the most efficient ways of using classes and combo classes and, and all those things. Um, then halfway through the course-ish, is it? It's module four. Uh, at the point where you've, you've learned enough, we then go into the framework. I don't actually show... You, you, um, you get the framework at the beginning of the course, actually imported into your own Webflow dashboard, but I basically tell you not to touch it. <laughs> Right, ask for it, import it, don't touch it. Because probably at the beginning of the course, the framework would just make no sense. Right. You know, you'd be like, what the hell is this? So I actually then introduce the framework once you've got the, the core foundations that I believe you need. So that introduces the framework, which is just everything's just done for you. Typography, there's a type typographical scale system, um, which works across all responsive screen sizes, there's a layout system, but you don't have to think about layouts. It's just a really simple set of rules that you just follow and it just creates great layouts and spacing and alignments and things. Um, it's got like a naming convention for naming classes. So you don't really have to think about how to name classes, which is easier when you're creating them. And it's easier in future when you're maintaining them and thinking, what did this class do? <laughs> you, you can you can tell by the name of it, what its job is. Um, so there's, there's there's all kinds of built-in stuff like that. Uh, and then from there, uh, I actually get you to rebuild everything again. <laughs> You've rebuilt. Sadistic son of a bitch, Dave. <laughs> Boom. But uh, actually, it's been interesting because I, 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 I won't go into this too much, but um, I hesitated over doing that 
because it's not the way of most online courses. Mm -mm. Most online courses in this space definitely are very much just trying to kind of make it all very easy for you. And I'll just, you don't even have to bother. Just, just watch me do it, you know, and, I will say I just mo find most courses I've taken, I just watch. I don't participate. I just binge mm. through them. You cannot do that with this course. Yeah, or yeah. And I, I kind of you tried. I try and I try to just not not let people off the hook with that because I ultimately want you to be building Webflow sites really confidently and really quickly. That's the goal. The goal is not for you to sit through the course and think, well, that was nice. So what I find has been interesting, actually, loads of people finish the assignments and, and do the work, which like, few. <laughs> so I was expecting a load of people to just, you know, hit the roadblock and think, well, forget it. I'm not doing that. Uh, but it's been really interesting because most people said, actually, that was more challenging than I expected, but it forced me to go back and really internalize how this system works. And uh, yeah, I just had lots and lots of thank yous from people saying that was really, really helpful. And we go deep into the CMS and using all of that stuff. And um, and then it's just like go live after that. You know, how do you actually migrate? How do you migrate your posts and your content, your database stuff and WordPress? And um, how do you do all the stuff for SEO and redirects and everything about pointing domains and, and everything like that? So, uh, yeah, it really is completely step by step from way big, way more than I expected. But, uh, yeah, every lesson is less than up to 10 minutes long. So. I think it's pretty, pretty snappy and it, you know, easy to, easy to follow. Well, I've said, uh, since I took the first course I took from you, uh, and then the next course and the next course, uh, you're, you're the best at doing this. Uh, and this is your best work yet for sure. I have no doubt about that. You've, you. uh, you've outdone yourself on this one. Um, you. so you, the, I believe people can purchase right now because of my mistake. Is that correct? people in this group okay can. so so yes. don't tell everybody yeah he hasn't even told his list yet but we'll keep, keep it on the down low here inside the admin bar and then uh you're you seem to keep the habit of opening and closing carts is that going to be the case in in this case yeah i'm only opening it yeah i'm opening it for a week so um officially it's supposed to be open on monday but yeah let's let's go for it uh, we're all friends and um yeah it's open i think i'm keeping it open for a week Okay. So until until the following Monday, uh, I just like to partly just get everybody in at once so that I can focus on everybody at once and everybody that comes in is pretty much following along at the same at the same stage. I just find that helpful. Um, and I also, if I'm honest, also do it to get people off the fence because you know what it's like. Mm -hmm. I, I, or, or, what I the reason I've made the course is 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 to help people successfully move to Webflow and find a nicer, more calm, more sane way of building websites, hopefully. And so it's up to me to try to get people off the fence if I can. And so, you know, if it's just open constantly, it's open all the time, you think, oh, I'll look at it next week. I'll look at it next week. So I like to, I like to just make, you know, make it, make it a bit of a, I need to make a decision one way or the other. Maybe this is just an American saying. You'll have to let me know if y'all say that too, but it's a shit or get off the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Not that I, us, us, us Brits would never say a phrase like that. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, I did pull, I did pull a, um, I did pull a few questions from 
the chat as I was going. Um, mm -hmm. Just dropping the link here inside the chat. Um, I did pull a couple of those. If anybody else wants to ask some questions, put them in the chat now. I'll, I'm going to try to get as many as I can. Uh, we're supposed to wrap up in four minutes, but I have a feeling we'll go a couple uh, minutes late on this. There is one particular question that I want to answer, but I'll probably save it for the last. So we'll start with uh, Dakota. He put this question in when you were talking about uh, you own the websites with Webflow. Uh, you can export the code and, and take it anywhere you like. He wants mm. to know if you've actually tried exporting the code, uh, exporting the site from Web, Webflow. In his experience, it breaks the search, it breaks the CMS, and it also makes it impossible to update. So what's your experience with that? Uh, um, well, yeah, if you're talking about literally just Webflow's own tools to export the site, you can export the actual, um, the actual code itself. So it will export the HTML and CSS that you've created. And it will export, you can export separately as a CSV, the, the, the post that you've created. But as, as that goes, you, you, you're not going to get the, the other functionality like the search and the, and the CMS. There is, um, he, I don't know, I mean, there is that tool, is it Udesly, is it called a Udesly? Uh, I, know, I know that, um, I know that Adam is like, Adam Lacey is really a really big fan and he uses this, he uses that tool to actually build templates in Webflow but then convert them to a WordPress theme that he can use in WordPress and use the WordPress CMS on them, which is another, another useful Webflow if you want to do that. Um, he loves it. I've heard of another guy who's tried that and said it, it was lacking in a, few, in a few places. It wasn't quite as smooth, but he was happy to accept that he might have been missing something well, might say, have been missing I, I've been talking of with it. Adam about setting up a call. I just wanted to do it after this one where we're going to mm. build out. I'm going to have a little landing page built out in Webflow and he's going to live convert that over using that tool into. Oh, nice. So, uh, we'll see. I'll bring the popcorn. Yeah. We'll see if that works live. We'll see if we can break. Brilliant. Um, we also got asked uh, to the point of maintenance, you know, the care plans and stuff with Webflow. Uh, was asked, um, how would you answer a client who asks what they're paying you for? If you're not actually doing anything, it's all handled by Webflow as opposed as opposed to WordPress where you're actually having to maintain it. Well, I don't think it really, I don't, I mean, if, if it, as I said earlier, if a client really wants to know like every single, if, if the relationship with the client or the client's understanding or your, um, I don't know, kind of explanation of the value that you provide is based on the amount of work and the amount of time that you're taking to do it, then it probably is going to be quite a hard conversation. I just don't believe that that should be the way to, 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 talk, about, to, to talk about this stuff with clients from the start, really. Um, so I just, I just don't, I just personally just think it's a non-issue. If a client says, what are you actually doing? I mean, ultimately, somebody somewhere is actually doing this. You know, like let's take, um, I'm trying to think of an example. If you hosted a, a WordPress site with a fully managed host, right, like Kinsta, for instance, you're talking about roughly the same amount of cost for hosting uh, for, for both of them. But Kinsta aren't, you know, keeping on top of all your plugin updates and all your other stuff that could potentially break the site. Um, it's just the fact that, that Webflow happened to be effectively handling that for you. So 
it's it's a it's a tough one. Um, well, I'll say this: on my care plan packages, there's a whole list of things people get, but there's only two things on that list that I think my clients actually care about paying me for. One is hosting because they don't want to deal with that and it's a nightmare and support mm. with hosting is a nightmare. <clears throat> They'd rather just me do that. I've already built the site. I know how to do it. The second mm. is paying me for time for updates. So those things are still the same things you can provide with Webflow. You can still have the hosting through there. Webflow even gives you ways to provide the hosting to your clients and mark it up and all that. So you if can you resell their hosting way. and you mm. can use your time to do updates. So I think those are the two biggest things for me. That's kind of how I think about those things. Um, yeah, so as I was saying earlier, it's like, ultimately, it's not about the actual tasks. It's about the end result. Right. That's that's the issue, the end result. What is, for, for that for that particular small aspect of care plans, the whole updating and fixing and everything else, um, the client wants the result of zero hassle and a website that works. They certainly wouldn't come to you and say, can you build me a website that will need updating constantly, could break easily, and then I'll pay you to fix it all the time or yeah, pay yeah, you yeah. to keep that from happening. That also wouldn't be the conversation they would have. That so is not going to happen. That's probably part of it. All right. Uh, Melanie asked, how robust is the form system? So uh, doing contact forms and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the, 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 well in terms of uh, flexibility, the forms are incredible, actually. You can literally, because every single element of the form, you can do whatever you want with. You can actually build any kind of form for, for, for anything. Um, and then in terms in terms of the back end, like hooking that form up with, I mean, there's, there's basic functionality built in for like submitting forms via email. So that's fine. Um, and I've been, I've been using that on my own site for ages. Uh, so that's okay. But then also in the background, there is like custom, uh, like the API, you know, if you wanted to use the custom, like the API for, I don't know, like web hooks into other tools or Zapier, which is much, much easier. Like that's all built in as well. One thing that would be perfectly fine and easily doable, but I've not personally tried is using forms for opt-ins for, for, for stuff like that kind of opt-in lead magnet kind of uh, kind of workflow. And now the, the one reason I've not done it is because I use ConvertBox, which is a separate third-party tool, which handles the whole lead generation opt-in process and workflow and functionality just way better than a, a web design tool like Webflow would ever. You know, this, it's, it's, it's specialist functionality. So I use that for all my opt-ins and just kind of, apart from for contact forms and things like that, I just skip Webflow's forms anyway. But yeah, it's very, very, very robust. And one thing that I've enjoyed about Webflow is that I've never so far in, in one year suffered from suddenly my forms not working for some inexplicable reason. I suffer from that weekly. All right. Which is uh, nice. I'm I'm going to put one more question on here and this question I'm actually going to ask myself here and then we'll wrap things up or somebody asked to me, so I'll answer it myself. But, uh, yeah. um, I was asked, uh, since I dabbled in Webflow, uh, have, have I, or would I ever consider using it for my clients? So I will read part of this, uh, testimonial that I supplied Dave for his course. Um, and what I said in here is still how I feel right this moment, which is not only did his course fulfill the promise that I'd be able to build a website with Webflow, um, 
he's convinced me that I should, and I have no doubt that I could build websites in Webflow without hesitation. Having said that, and having said that probably, I don't know, two months ago uh, when I went mm. through the course, I have <clears throat> not built any client websites in Webflow. Uh, part of that is due to um, my lead time right now is about two months. So um, I'm not building any sites that I took on before I took his course. Uh, but yes, I'm totally open to it. I don't see myself today, uh, October 15th, 2021, completely pulling the day foy and pulling the plug on WordPress and moving to Webflow. But I think there are situations where Webflow is going to make a lot more sense for a project and I will happily go that route. Um, if I, if I honestly believe that's the best solution for the client, um, I don't see completely pulling the plug, but I think those two things can coexist. So I'm not too worried about that. So, yeah. Uh, and, and just to add to that as well, I, I would never recommend following me like my, what I do ever, like, please don't ever follow what I do. I have a tendency to throw all the cards up in the air and just go, oh, I'll just, let's see where they land. Um, I can be a little bit reckless at times. I would recommend to, to people to actually, to try it. So if a project comes along that you think would be suitable, especially if it's something that's quite easy and not too complex so that you, you feel a bit more confident in, in being able to deliver it, then, you know, g give it a go. And I would say, you know, I, I, what would, what did Matt Medeiros say on the podcast I, I was in with him the other day, on the other day? Oh, he said like, if WordPress is your hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? <laughs> it's been said many times. But I would say that, yeah, some, sometimes WordPress probably is the absolute best for a project. Many times Webflow could be the best for a project. If I was if I was creating an e-commerce site of a fairly traditional e-commerce site, I would personally probably just go direct to Shopify. Um, just go straight there because it's just, it's just a platform that is designed for that particular task and does it really well. Um, same with creating online courses. I just use Thinkific job done. Um, so it's not like there tends to be a little bit of what's the word like tribalism sometimes identity as a, as a, as a web builder in, in WordPress. And, um, I think sometimes that, that, that being tied your identity to certain tools can, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a case of, are you going to switch and, you know, betray, betray the tribe kind of thing. It's, it's not, not really a case of that. You're not, not going to be kicked off the island. I will say if, exactly. if you, if you do want to take Dave's advice and try building out a small project, uh, the quote I just read of myself, which is a really weird thing to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would not, I, I had gone through all of, uh, Webflow university before I took Dave's course and I would have not built a client site at that point because while I knew how all the tools work, it would have took me way too long to actually put something together and then kind of rebuild and fix all my mistakes like Dave's talked about. Having gone through his course is what really gave me the confidence to do it because, because of those systems are in place, the framework for knowing how to structure everything, I feel a whole lot more confident going through it. So it's definitely something that if, if you're interested or if you've been looking at Webflow or going through some of those videos like I have, uh, I would definitely check out Dave's course. He's, he's the best at doing it. So uh, if you're going to look at a, a Webflow course, I would look no further than that. So again, you can go to the link you see on the screen, or if you're just listening to this later, it's the adminbar.com forward slash WP, the number two WF. Uh, I should have probably made that easier, but 
what are you going to do? Uh, and you can check out his course from now, as long as you don't tell anybody, uh, until a week from this coming Monday. So you actually have about 10 days now. So you got a little bit of bonus yeah. for, for catching this here in the admin bar. Uh, is there anything I left out of this conversation, Dave, that you wanted to make sure we got to before we get to the end of this? No, we, we, we have talked, we have covered everything, everything. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, I definitely appreciate, first of all, I appreciate all the, the, um, hard work you put into this course. Cause like I said, I do feel really confident with this tool. Now it, it when the time comes that I go to use it, I know that, uh, I have the tools to be able to do that. And I'm more than happy to promote, uh, promote what you put together, but I want to thank you for coming on here and answering a bunch of these questions. I think some of these are really big questions that probably we could have used an hour up just uh, tackling mm. these one at a time, but I'm glad we didn't do that because I don't want to be here for 10 hours. I like you, but I don't like you that much. Um, but thank you very much for always being uh, willing to come on here and answer those questions. Oh, thank you for having me, brother. Always a pleasure. Always. All right. Fantastic. Well, this uh, replay will be posted in the group. So if you do end up having more questions or if I miss yours in here, put them in the chat and we'll try to coordinate getting those answered here in the future and uh we will catch yeah, you feel guys. free to, feel free to tag me as well yeah tag perfect. me and I'll, I'll i'll keep an eye yeah perfect dave's in the group so uh we'll make sure he jumps in there and answers those questions and other than that i guess I uh everybody have a fantastic weekend and we will catch you all inside of the group Bye bye <laughs>